this week from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewsCentral.com. Samsung unpacks. Google Fiber brings gigabit internet to Austin, Texas. The FCC finally denies a net neutrality complaint against Verizon. A tablet for kids has flaws. Press Frontier is failing. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week. And it's Friday, August 9th, 2019. My name is Kirk Corliss, and this is episode 33 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. If you are a new listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find on our right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast, your favorite podcast app for Android, or on TuneIn, Spotify, or in Stitcher. You have a comment, suggestion, want to say hi, ways to reach out is be it, uh, be, on, be it on Facebook or Twitter or by email, and that's at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. We're going to jump in with the tech news from this week and from geeknewscentral.com, and we're leading off with, uh, on Wednesday, Excuse me. On Wednesday, Samsung held its unpacked event in New York City with several announcements, starting with uh, there are uh, two whole new, two whole new, uh, excuse me, two whole new Note 10s. Both phones come with increased batteries, dynamic AMOLED displays, in-screen fingerprint sensors, wireless charging, and three cameras in the back for regular wide-angle and telephoto. The regular Note 10, still bigger than the S10, is now the smaller device with 6.3-inch screen, while the Note 10 Plus measures in and at 6.8 inches. The Note 10 Plus has an extra depth vision camera that you can use to 3D scan objects, objects, excuse me, which you then which you can then manipulate into interactive avatars or print as a 3D file. The notes also come in super fun colors, including a special edition that has an iridescent finish. There's added gaming capabilities too. Now in the game launcher on the device, uh, users can automatically connect to Discord chat with friends. USB-C headphones will become included in box, but the dongle will cost you another $9.99 separately. Both devices are available for pre-order at midnight, starting starting pre-order now, excuse me, starting at $949 and $1,099 for the Note 10 and the Note 10 Plus, respectively. The devices will ship on August, 23rd, on August 23rd for the first time. You can also pre-order through the Microsoft Store. Now, technically, there's also a third Galaxy Note 10. The Note 10 5G edition will start at $1,300 for the uh, 256 gigabyte con- uh, configuration. The 5G edition is basically a modified version of the Note 10 Plus size-wise and spec-wise and is temporarily, ex- temporarily exclusive to Verizon. After the exclusivity period ends, Samsung says the 5G model will also come to AT&T, Sprint, and T-Mobile. Dex, the, excuse me, uh, Dex, the platform that lets your note behave like a computer, now works with laptops by just connecting it, connecting it, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, by just connecting it through a USB cord. The note supports both Mac and Windows and worked with Microsoft directly for a more seamless link. Notifications are mirrored onto the post onto the PC, and you can use your computer's mouse and keyboard or keyboard or interact by touch if your PC supports it. Microsoft says its computers will soon also support calls from the PC via DeX, 
but did not provide a time for when it's coming out. Now, as a surprise device, Samsung has announced a, ga- a new Galaxy branded laptop. It has a 13.inch touchscreen, has Qualcomm Snapdragon 8CX chips, has up to 23 hours of battery, and runs Windows 10. It also comes with LTE connectivity, making it sort of an over, making it um, somewhat oversized with a glorified smartphone with a full keyboard and touchpad. It, uh, it charges by USB-C and comes in two colors, gray and pink. There's not much more details about spe- about the specs, but Samsung says expects it to be does expect it this September for $999. The col- the collaboration between the collaboration, according to Samsung CEO DJ Ko and Microsoft C- CEO Satya Nadella, marks a new partnership between the two to enhance productivity and interaction interaction across quote all devices. Google Fiber and has announced that is that is rolling out WebPass to Austin, Texas, making it the eighth metro area to offer the service. The point-to-point wireless offering is aimed at high occupancy residential and commercial buildings, and works by transmitting gigabit internet via rooftop antennas. Austin, which has had access to Google Fiber since 2014, will be the first city to host both high-speed internet options. In government in tech news this week, the Federal Communication Commission has finally gotten around to denying a net neutrality complaint filed against Verizon in July 2016, two years before the commission eliminated its net neutrality rules. The complaint by Verizon Wireless customer Alex Nguyen was only the for, was it the only formal net neutrality complaint the FCC re, the FCC re, the FCC re, received. Excuse me. During the three years that its rules were in place, Nguyen alleged that Verizon took numerous actions that blocked third-party devices and applications from being used on its network. His complaint said that Verizon's actions violate both the neutrality rules and the open access rules applied to C-block spectrum licenses owned by Verizon. While the FCC receives tens of thousands of net, informal net neutrality complaints, which could be filed for free, Nguyen had to pay a $225 filing fee for his formal complaint and go through a court-like proceeding in which the parties appear before the FCC and file numerous documents that address legal issues. Despite that, Chairman Ajit Pai's, uh, Ajit Pai forgot that Nguyen had filed his complaint at all when uh, when Pai released a draft proposal in April 2017 to eliminate the Obama-era Title II neutrality rules. His proposal falsely stated that, quote, no formal complaints have been filed under rules. Pai's, uh, uh, Pai corrected the mistake in a later version of the anti of the anti-neutrality plan saying that, quote, only one formal complaint has been filed under rules to date. The move, the FCC moved ahead with an appeal vote in December 2017 and officially took the rules off the books in June 2018, still still without, still without act having acted on Nguyen's complaint. The uh, FCC's inaction ended on Tuesday when the agency's Enforcement Bureau released an order rejecting Nguyen's complaint. The FCC says, quote, we deny Nguyen's complaint for failure to satisfy its burden of proving by competent evidence that Verizon violated the act or the commission's rules or orders, rather than support its claims with sworn affidavits from witnesses with personal knowledge of the facts. The Nguyen complaint rests almost entirely on unverified news reports and blog posts. There are some. There is a sampling of Nguyen's uh, allegations. Um, for example, um, Verizon 
excuse me, Verizon blocked Asus Nexus 7 tablet for 22 weeks. Verizon blocked third-party Apple iPhone 6 and 6, uh, iPhone 6 Plus devices for 47 weeks. Verizon blocked third-party Motorola Nexus 6, uh, Nexus 6 smartphones for 29 weeks. And Verizon imposes discriminatory... I'm getting tongue-tied. Verizon discriminatory pricing on bringing on device. Verizon disables or compels edge compels edge providers to disable FM radio, uh, radio capabilities. Verizon disables or compels Apple to dis- disable embedded Apple SIMs. Verizon disables built-in tethering features and charge additional $20 a month to re-enable them. Verizon compelled customers to use family base and block Samsung from enabling blocking mode. Verizon uh, compelled Samsung to preload ISIS wallet and block pay with PayPal. Verizon compelled Samsung to preload Verizon Cloud and block Samsung from preloading Microsoft OneDrive. Verizon compelled Samsung to preload Android Pay and block Samsung Pay to compel customers to use its ISIS wallet, a Verizon-backed mobile payment application to carry block Google Wallet, a competing application. Verizon compelled Compelled Samsung to preload caller, not caller name ID and block Samsung from integrating white pages. Verizon misleads and deceives customers by stating third-party devices that are compatible with its network are not. Also, Verizon offers vague and specious, specious allegations instead of instead of specific explanation for denying networks access. Verizon denied all of Nguyen's allegations in FCC filings saying, among other things, that it worked to connect third-party devices to the network, but there were delays due to circumstances the carrier could not control. While some of Nguyen's allegations, excuse me, with some of Nguyen's allegations, Verizon said the company practices he, the, the company practices he complained about did not, violate, did not violate FCC rules. For example, Verizon said, quote, there is no pro, there is no prohibition on carriers charging customers for tethering services. For the purposes of reviewing Nguyen's complaint, the FCC said it assumed that the net neutrality rules apply to the period of to the period of issue in the complaint, but Nguyen didn't prove that violation, didn't prove that Verizon violated the net neutrality order or any other rules, the FCC also explains. The FCC denial of Nguyen's complaint faulted him for complaining about problems that he did not experience himself, while Nguyen pointed to 22 devices that, alleged, that Verizon allegedly did not allow on its network promptly. Nguyen, quote, did not attach an affidavit or any other verified evidence despite describing efforts by Nguyen or or anyone else to use any of these devices on Verizon's network. The FCC also says, um, quote, uh, Nguyen also alleges that Verizon unlawfully failed to, quote, preload certain applications and or disabled certain applications or capabilities on devices Verizon sells. The complaint does not allege that Nguyen used or sought to use any of these applications on Verizon's network, nor does it provide an affidavit or any other verified evidence describing describing any customer's efforts to use any of these applications on Verizon's network. Verizon's network, excuse me. The complaint further ex- further alleges that Verizon unlawfully disabled or compelled manufacturers to disable certain functionalities on devices sold by Verizon, namely FM radio chips and embedded built-in SIM cards in Apple iPad devices, but provides no affidavit or other verified evidence from anyone with it within with firsthand knowledge of this alleged conduct. This alleged conduct, when contacted by Ars Technica. 
Nguyen said that the FCC denial is, quote, not a surprise, but he disputed the FCC reasoning, saying, quote, among other things, it falsely claims that I didn't provide firsthand knowledge, even though I clearly did in my filing exhibits and replies to interrogatories. Uh, he also tells uh, Ars Technica.com, for example, with, quote, for example, with respect to the fact that Verizon charged $15 a month if you finance a Nexus 6, through, Nexus 6 through Verizon, but $40 a month if you didn't go through Verizon, the order claims that no, quote, verified evidence supports my complaint, that I offered no, quote, reliable firsthand evidence, and that my assertions were based on, quote, selected news articles and web postings, even though Verizon didn't 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 deny this didn't deny this fact, and I provided multiple bills from Verizon. Apparently, the enforcement apparently the current enforcement bureau chief doesn't consider my bills from Verizon verified, reliable, or firsthand evidence. Senator and president and presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren has announced a plan to dramatically expand internet access in rural communities, aiming to give quote every home in America fiber broadband at an affordable price. Her proposal includes an $85 billion grant program for nonprofits and local governments to build fiber networks, as well as protections for cities that want to run their own brand, their own broadband services. And it would overflow a deeply, it would overhaul a deeply flawed, deeply flawed reporting system that that's hidden huge service gaps across the country. Warren laid out her, quote, public option for broadband in a policy paper released on Tuesday. It's designed to encourage local and publicly operated broadband networks while reducing the power of big net while reducing the power of the big internet service providers like Comcast and Verizon, which have little incentive to expand into more to many smaller communities but still lobby for legally protected for legally protected near monopolies. Rural Americans have have market, markedly lower access to high quality internet service and the problem is particularly bad on tribal lands. Warren's plan would create an Office of Broadband Access in her newly founded Department of Economic Development. The Broadband Office would distribute $85 billion to utility cooperatives, nonprofit organizations, tribes, and cities or countries, giving them funds to lay fiber in, quote, in, quote, in, quote, unserved areas, undeserved areas, or areas with minimal competition. In return, these groups would offer a plan that reached 100 megabits as well as one, quote, discount plan for low-income customers. At least $5 billion that grant money would go specifically to tribal nations. Warren also, excuse me, Warren also also wants to overturn state laws that limit or ban municipal broadband networks currently on the books in 26 states. Frontier Communications reported on Tuesday lower revenue and a five point and a five point forty five billion dollar goodwill impairment charge, and it warned investors that its revenue will continue to decline in future quarters. Frontier's financial performance is so bad that the company said it wouldn't take any questions from investors during its quarterly earnings call yesterday. Uh, on Tuesday, excuse me, during its quarterly earnings call on Tuesday. 
Frontier reported second quarter revenue of $2.72.7 billion, down from $2.16 billion in Q in Q2 2018 and $2.1 billion in Q1 2019. Frontier also reported a net loss of $5.32 billion, though this was due to the goodwill impairment charge. And goodwill impairment charge is the fair market value of the company, excluding, excluding its assets. Verizon said its goodwill impairment of $5.45 billion is due to, quote, our expectation of cost continued revenue declines because of pressures on the business, reduced expectations for a transformation program, the long-term sustainability of our capital structure, a lower outlook for our overall industry, and the cumulative impact of all these factors on business trends going forward. Frontier said its goodwill balance is now at just is now just $276 million, adding, quote, and add further imp- and and further impairments are possible as a result of ongoing reviews of the business and operations. Frontier also recorded a, a loss of $300 million related to the, quote, disposal, disposal of Northwest Operations, a four-state division that's planning out to sell its wave division capital. That sale hasn't finalized yet. Frontier previously reported a net loss of $87 million in Q1 2019 and $18 million in Q2 2018. Frontier's capital expenditures, which include broadband expansions and improvement, totaled $275 million in the second quarter, down from $305 million a year ago. A tablet made for children between the ages of three and six had flaws that could let attackers intercept information from devices, locate them, and send messages to young young users. The vulnerable tablet was the LeapPad Ultimate, and it joins a large group of internet-connected toys that raise concerns about security. The device has now been secured, according to the manufacturer LeapFrog. Researchers from cyber uh, cyber security company Checkmark said in a statement, said in a report, excuse me, on Wednesday that the LeapPad Ultimate tablet was sending information over insecure internet connection as a motorcycle goes by, which could have received which could have revealed children's names, genders, and approximate ages. A LeapPad Ultimate application called PetChat also made it possible to find a tablet's location and other device information. LeapFrog said it worked with the Checkmark check check, check researchers to verify the problem and fix them. The device has child-friendly apps and doesn't let children have broader access to the Internet. The company says in a statement, quote, we thank check marks for bringing these security vulnerabilities to our attention as the safety of the children who use our products is our top priority. Owners of LeapFrog tablets, uh, owners of LeapFrog tablets can be assured that no action is required and we would always recommend parents, parents to monitor who their children play with in the cyber world. FedEx has opted out not to renew its ground shipping contract with Amazon. This is according to Bloomberg News. It's the latest move from the shipping company as it works to sever ties with the e-commerce giant, which has increasingly worked to build out its own delivery infrastructure. FedEx contract with Amazon was set to expire at the end of August, and it comes just at, and it comes just two months after FedEx announced it will not renew an a- Amazon's FedEx Express contract, which the entire which the online retailer used to transport packages by air. This newly ended contract focused on FedEx ground deliveries and helped bring the 
quote, last mile gap between Amazon warehouses and its customers. A FedEx spokesperson told TheVerge.com that, quote, this change is consistent with our strategy to, fo- to focus on the broader e-commerce market, which the, which the recent announcements related to our FedEx ground network has us positioned which have us positioned extraordinarily well to do. In a statement Amazon, in a statement from Amazon where they say, quote, it's constantly innovating to improve the carrier experience, and sometimes that means reevaluating our carrier relationships. FedEx has been a great partner over the years, and we appreciate all their work delivering packages to our customers. In video streaming news, Roku is now being, is now being used by 30.5 million, million households every month, and those users are a big reason the company grew revenues in its most recently quarter, recent quarter faster than Wall Street anticipated. In the quarter ending June 30th, Roku generated $250.1 million compared to a $156.8 million during the same quarter a year ago. This is where uh, Roku Lee revealed in its letter to investors on Wednesday. The company incurred net losses of $10.4 million $10.4 million during the quarter, or $0.08 cents per share, compared to losses of uh, $0.1 million in Q2 of 2018. Analysis have expected losses of $0.23, uh, $0.23 cents per share on earnings of $224 million. A major share of Roku's revenue was once again driven by the company's fast-growing grow- fast advertising and service businesses. As a direct result of those thirty of those thirty point five million active accounts, which collectively uh, streamed ninety four point nine point four billion hours of entertainment during the quarter, and Roku is getting better at monetizing those accounts as well. Average revenue average revenue per user comes in at twenty one dollars and six cents, surprising surpassing the twenty dollar mark for the first time from the company's history. Roku's monetized video ad impressions more than doubled year over year. The company has revealed its investors. Now, based on these trends, Roku revised its outlook for 2019 on Wednesday. The company is now projecting to grow its revenue by 46% year-over-year, resulting in a midpoint guidance of $1.85 billion for the full year. Previously, Roku predicted to grow its revenue 40% year-over-year. And investors love to stay out of that and sent the company's share price close to 10% in afternoon trading. Roku's leadership Excuse me. Roku's leadership did face some questions about the threat of new tariffs during the company's during the company's earnings call Wednesday afternoon. Um, CEO um, Anthony Wood admitted, "quote Tariffs might impact our future results." He added that the company was looking to take some steps to mitigate the tariff threat, saying, "quote We are re- we are looking at relocating manufacturing over time." Uh, he also uh, CFO Steve Loudon told Variety in an interview on Wednesday afternoon that the company had nothing to announce with regards to moving its manufacturing to to moving its manufacturing at this point. He described the tariffs. Uh, he described the tariffs as fluid, saying, "quote The story keeps changing." Loudon did acknowledge that Roku and its smart TV partners were exploring ways to minimize the possible minimize the impact of possible tariffs. He also says, "quote We are trying to be prepared as we can be." 
The Los Angeles Police Department has launched an investigation into YouTube creator Brooke Heltz after, after a viral video captured Heltz appearing to abuse her dog. A LAPD media representative told TheVerge.com, quote, our Animal Cruelty Task Force has received numerous complaints about the video you're speaking of, and we are currently looking into the matter. The video shows Heltz, which has more than 330,000 subscribers, recording a video and seemingly smacking and spitting on her dog intermittently. The unedited, the unedited version of the video was uploaded to YouTube as a mistake and was taken down shortly after. YouTube did not respond to Verge.com about whether further action is being taken against House the Channel at the time of writing. The and now the site the site excuse me the site prohibits videos that include or in, that include or incite abuse toward animals. House issued a statement on on Twitter following the clip going viral, apologizing to quote anyone has been affected negatively by the footage. She explained that when the video was shot, quote things my house in my outside life it was less than exceptional. House uh, later defended part of her behavior based on the fact that her dog is seventy five pounds and quote when he's jumping in my face with his mouth open, I as a dog parent have to show him that this behavior is unacceptable. Despite her actions in the video, she added she is not a dog abuser, saying quote but I but I want to make it known that regardless of what my dog does, I should have not acted that way towards him. Now her statement hasn't gone over well with the rest of the creator community or on Twitter at large. Popular YouTubers, including Logan Paul, have called the situation deplorable and disturbing. He refers to the uh, clip as, quote, remarkably grotesque. Uh, other people have compared house behavior to Twitch streamer uh, Natalie, Natalia and Lily Muglan, who, who faced criticism for tossing her cat over her shoulder while streaming. New York City will cap the, uh, the New York City... New York City will cap the number of Uber and Lyft vehicles on its streets for another year. Uh, this week, the NYC Taxi, NYC Taxi and Limousine Commission, or TLC, voted to extend the cap approved last summer, which limits the number of four hire vehicles that, op that can operate in the city. The rule is meant to fight traffic congestion and increase driver wages, but has plenty of critics, including Uber and Lyft. The commission also amended a rule that, the, that restricts the amount of time drivers can spend without a passenger in Manhattan below 96th Street. It previously allowed Uber and Lyft drivers to roam passenger-free 40% of the time on Wednesday. It dropped the limit to 31%. Some, including Mayor Bill de Blasio, sees this as a way to protect drivers. Others says uh, others say it will do the exact opposite. Uber's Uber uh, an Uber spokesperson says, "quote We worry that mayor's rules will hurt drivers' ability to earn a living, and hope that we can work with stakeholders to limit the consequences for riders and drivers." In a statement provided to Engadget.com, Lyft, uh, a Lyft spokesperson, spokeswoman, excuse me, says, quote, the TLC continually attempts to shrink New Yorkers into access to affordable and reliable transporta transportation. There is no reason, there is no reason that these, ru these rules, excuse me, needed to be rushed through on such accelerated time frame, especially given strong opposition from members of city council and communities across New York. We will never stop working to find better solutions for riders and drivers. In the tech tips block this week, first up over on, uh, 
over on uh, AndroidCentral.com. There is the, um, now we all have smartphones. Majority of folks have smartphones and they get a little dirty. Well, um, AndroidCentral.com has the best phone cleaning kits um, from uh, the Zeiss Mobile Screen Wipes. Uh, the phone soap, and I saw this on um, Shark Tank, um, I believe it was last year, um, phone soaps, uh, three UVC salt phone sanitizer. Um, there's the Danzig photo phone cleaning cat, uh, flo- excuse me, Danzig phone cleaning kit. That's a mouthful. Um, there's a few more, and I'll have a link up in the show notes that you can check out on the um, best phone cleaning kits. Also on uh, AndroidCentral.com, the best soundbars. Um, they have a review on on all the soundbars from the Sonos Play Bar to the Tautronics soundbar, and I will link up in the show notes on that. Also um, on the sh- on the show notes, um, there is uh, from MakeUse.com. There is uh, there are four over-ear wireless headphones that are worth your money. Uh, for example, there is the Sennheiser PXC 550 over-ear Bluetooth ANC headphones. Um, the Tray Treble Tree Tray Blab Z2 wireless noise canceling headphones, and there's a little few more, and I will link up in the show notes on that. Speaking of um, headphones, um, there's still some. Uh, this is over on CNET.com. There's the there's uh, the CNET has the 18 best phones that still have a headphone jack. Um, there's the Samsung Galaxy S10, the S10 Plus, the Apple Phone SE, uh, Samsung Galaxy S10e, uh, Samsung Galaxy A50. I'll have a link up in the show notes that you can check out on that. And lastly, in the tech tip block um, over on TheVerge.com, there's a guide on how to free up space on your phone. So if you have a lot of things saved or stored and it's you got don't, don't have a lot of um, storage on the phone, there's a step-by-step walkthrough on how to um, free up your space um, on your Android phone. That's, again, all in the show notes. In the GNC, GNCWIR on what's trending for this week over on Google Trends, trending last week with 10 million searches at number one, uh, El Paso, the uh, El Paso shooting on Twitter, trending today at number five, hashtag boycott Walmart. And lastly, what's trending over on YouTube at number 21, the Joe Rogan experience where, where Joe Rogan interviews Bernie Sanders. And that is the tech news for this week for Friday, August 9th, 2019. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode, including the tech tips and all the other stories uh, on, on this podcast can be found. Um, at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. If you have a comment, you have a thought, want to say hi, I'd love to hear from you all, be it social media or email, all that, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, it all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. And I will be back next week for another episode of the GNC Week in Review podcast. Till then, I will talk to you all soon.